Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Anthem podcast. We're glad you guys are here. Uh, if you don't know me by the lovely sound of my voice, my name is Ryan Hinkle. I'm one of the pastor elders here at Anthem Thousand Oaks. Uh, glad to be here with you all wherever you are at. Uh, today, I am joined by two of my favorite people in the whole world, um, actually the, all the corners of the world, which you will see in a second. So, uh, first of all, we have none other than Mr. Mark Avery, James C. Ryan. Good morning. Oh, thank you. I'll explain that in, in a second. Uh, and then all the way, uh, from Bhaktapur, Nepal, we have, uh, somebody named Satya Suwal. Namaste from Nepal. So for those of you who are not, uh, Nepalese, we, uh, the, the thing that, that they both are saying is Jameis C, which uh, roughly translated Mark means? Uh, victory in Christ. It's, yeah, it's the traditional greeting amongst uh, believers one to another. Yeah, so awesome. So, um, so the reason I have these two guys on with us today is because we wanted to give an update from Celebrate John. Or, Celebrate John. Celebrate, that's the book of the Bible that mm. we're going through right now mm -hmm. is the book of John. So celebrate generosity, uh, as most of you probably know, is like our big expression every year of uh, the character of God's generosity that we want to reflect back to the world around us. So it's something that we inherited from uh, a church that Matt and Kristen spent time with before before they started Anthem Church. Uh, and, and so every year we, we find gospel-centered partnerships uh, that we want to uh, give back to financially. And so those things change every year. Uh, but one of the ones that's been consistent for quite a while now, uh, is actually touch Nepal, uh, which is a nonprofit ministry, uh, that Mark and a group of guys started, um, 12 years ago, something like that. Oh, we're actually beginning our 16th, uh, year. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so this last year we actually, uh, contributed to touch Nepal, uh, and so we wanted to circle back and kind of hear some of the stories that have come out from this last year. Obviously, uh, America and the rest of the world has gone through uh, some really crazy things uh, with coronavirus and all that in the last year and a half. And, and absolutely, Nepal has uh, had a big impact with coronavirus as well. And so um, it's been a, a really unique year globally. Uh, so maybe before we get too far into what happened this year, Mark, why don't you talk a little bit more about kind of like the history of Touch Nepal, what Touch Nepal is all about. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. Hey, thanks, Ron. Yeah, Celebrated Generosity has been super huge for uh, Touch Nepal over the years. It's uh, made up almost half of our budget. And um, so we're able to say yes to as much as we can say yes to. And there's just so many great gospel opportunities. Uh, but... Um, yeah, we're just super appreciative of uh, the people's love for uh, what we're doing in Nepal. So in, in 2005, we were all doing a house church, 100% house church community uh, here locally. And uh, that was the first time I ever heard anyone even say the word Nepal. I, I didn't even have it geographically in my mind where that was. But uh, a woman, a uh, very strong prophetic voice amongst us in our house church community said that she 
really felt that God was going to be calling our community to work in Nepal. And that's when the first team went over there in 2005. And mm. at that time, they met uh, two people who we are still in great partnerships with. One is uh, Babu Varghisi, and the other is a young guy named uh, Becky uh, Maharjan, who actually is Satya's uh, best friend. So uh, just these two great guys. And uh, in uh, so starting there, uh, basically what happened was uh, we were working in this house church community and people were tithing and giving and offerings. And we started to make these uh, small little impacts financially into Nepal. And we started to build water wells uh, through Becky and started to make investments into the Blessed Children's Home, uh, which is a children's home in Nepal. And um, by about two, late 2006, uh, Becky said, started to say, you really have to come over here and see the impact of this work that you guys have all been investing in. You're not going to believe it. And that's when I made my first trip in 2007 to begin to go over all different areas in Nepal and see the water wells and see the effects that um, they were having uh, in these communities, just these simple outreaches and things that we were doing were having a great gospel impact. And we've been going ever since. Uh, to kind of round that corner quickly and sharply. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so Satya, we we got introduced to you obviously through Bicky, um, but one of the big focuses for Touch Nepal over the last few years uh, has actually shifted to being more about training pastors who live in really remote corners of Nepal. Uh, and so maybe could you share, Satya, a little bit about why it's important to take good gospel training to the corners of Nepal instead of having everybody just kind of move into Kathmandu. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brother Ryan, for giving me this time. Uh, when we look at the, the church history of Nepal, before 1990, uh, until 1990, the churches were kind of underground. But after 1990, when 91, when the democracy came to Nepal, so the churches uh, were also became open. So the churches grew rapidly and uh, Nepal became one of the fastest church growing country in the world also during that uh, decade. And since uh, the churches grew so fast, uh, but the leadership that did not grow mm-hmm. and I was teaching in the Bible colleges. So I found out that uh, only the young people, they came to Bible college from different places, uh, different parts of the country, but they never went back. You know, most of them, they did not go back to their one village or remote area. Wow. So when I look at the churches of Nepal, so most more than 95% pastors and leaders, they have never gone to Bible college or any formal seminary training. Wow. So... Uh, and it is also not possible because uh, uh, if they have to go to Bible college, come to a city or go to other countries, so they have to leave their family, leave their ministry and leave their work because almost all the pastors in Nepal, even uh, in this kind of remote area, are they are self-supported. They work and they serve the Lord. So that's what they have been doing. So when I saw, uh, we really saw that the, the need is really very huge. And and so when uh, we we uh, we sat together with uh, yeah uh, brother Ryan and brother Mark and we come up with this uh, idea of training remote area pastors and leaders so it's like bringing the Bible training 
to pastors and leaders in remote area. So that's how it started. So initially we started in two places, uh, one in Sindhu Palchok and one in Noel Parasi. And it's a, it's a kind of trial phase. So we are, we are supposed to graduate both batches uh, last year, but because of COVID-19, we're not able to do that, but we are graduating them soon. Yes, we are. Satya, uh, you said something really important that I wanted to comment on. Uh, One is that 95% of pastors in Nepal have not received any formal training. Uh, And we've said this before. Imagine if uh, 95% of airline pilots didn't receive the training that they needed. Uh, the, the situation is that important, you know, would you want to fly? No. Well, these pastors are willing, uh, to get out there and try to do the work, but they actually don't have this training. So this is why going to them is so important. As Satya was saying that we really need to do this in the context of, of the lives that they live, uh, where most, a lot of training going on in Nepal outside of your traditional, uh, your traditional seminaries are happening as kind of conferences and, and the type of training that we want to do is, is not event based. You know, it is really like really getting into their lives, living with them, staying with them, uh, working with them, building relationships over these multiple years as these guys launch. So I just wanted to, uh, add that in Satya. That's awesome. So, uh, so there's somebody who has been really, really crucial uh, into how the remote area pastor training uh, has been going for the last several years, uh, who many of the people who are listening to this also know and have a great fondness for. So the uh, person we're talking about is Steve Larson. Uh, woo, Steve Larson. Love that guy. So uh, Mark, maybe could you share a little bit about the the role that Steve's playing for Touch Nepal? Oh, yeah, it's an honor to, you know, Steve has just such a great heart. Uh, I love all of the Larsons. Uh, they just have such a great heart for traveling. They're, they're some of the best people to travel with. They are just like, they're made for Nepal. And, and Steve's such a great traveler and just has such a great heart for teaching and is an excellent teacher. Yeah. And as we were starting this uh, remote area training program with Becky and Satya, they had really the, you know, the the groundwork for it, you know, we just started to talk to Steve about this and Steve was looking at the classes that were taken. We have uh, eight major subjects, nine minor subjects that we take them through, through this approximate two and two and a half year uh, training session. And Steve just started to interject, how about this? And a little bit of this, and I could teach on this. And, and he went over and Satya and Becky would take him out to the areas uh, where we're training on by motorcycle. Uh, a couple of these places that we're working in are not places that you can drive a car to. They're up mountains and, you know, the pastors are traveling mm-hmm. uh, upwards of eight hours of walking in one area in Sindhu Polchak where we're working. So Steve has just been an integral part and Steve's built his own relationships with uh, Sati and Becky. And it's just, uh, he's just greatly loved, appreciated. The pastors in Nepal know him. Uh, it's just done a amazing job for us. That's awesome. Satya, could you maybe share a little bit, maybe a story or two of some of the guys who uh, are about to graduate or even people who have already gone through the certificate program? So let me share with you about uh, Pastor Palsan. So he's a pastor of Sindhu Palchok, one of the church in Sindhu Palchok. So before this training, so he was a all the time, whenever I meet with him. So like there is a story. 
So when Jesus came to know Christ in that village, so all of these uh, believers, they were from the communist background. So they were previously, they were Maoist. So uh, when Jesus received Christ at the time, uh, what they said is, uh, we uh, they, they themselves built a church and they invited me to inaugurate. So for the church dedication. So that was more than 12 years ago. So I had gone there. So at that time, the villagers were so much angry. And and so they, they when I was uh, reached in the, not Sindhupalja, just uh, on the, in the middle of the road, suddenly they called me and they said that uh, the villagers have come to destroy the church. And, and later, somehow I went there and the, both the believers and the villagers were ready to fight with each other. So uh, I asked with Pastor Palsang, so what happened? Why are you ready to fight with the villagers? And they said that they, they wanted to destroy our church. And then later on, I found out why the villagers are so angry. So I met with the, these village leaders and asked what happened. So they said that, you know, your believers, these new disciples, they are calling us Satan. They are calling us demons and they are destroying our uh, our Buddha's statues. They oh are my. like even uh, making, throwing dirt in our place where we worship. Gosh. Oh, and so no. people are so new. And I said that, please forgive us. That is our mistake. That is our great, great, great mistake. Mm -hmm. So we are not supposed to do that. And because they are new people, they just, they just came to know Christ. So that's why they did. And then one villager, he was so angry. He is actually head, head of that village. And he, he was calling me. You should have taught them how to, uh, you know, uh, live as a believer mm -hmm. like it, it's, it's a completely new thing and they are doing whatever they have been doing before before they were maoist and they were threatening everyone and now they are believers uh, christian and now they are doing the same thing <laughs> oh, so no. and i told them uh then we will don't worry we will train them we will organize a basic discipleship training and then you one of you your representatives can also join in this training and uh and then you will also know like what they were supposed to do and what they were not supposed to do. So like that, so somehow uh, uh, this kind of churches uh, were all over in Nepal. So Pastor Palsang, so from many years, so he had been really praying for this kind of training uh, so that he will be able to learn how to handle the word of God correctly. Wonderful. So, so when we launched this training, so he was a kind of like very happiest. Many of those pastors even cried, even cried. Pastor BJ uh, was the one of them. So he was saying, I had been praying for a long time to go to Bible college seminary, but I was not being able to go uh, to uh, Bible college, leaving my ministry in the church, uh, my work. I have to support my family. And so... So when, when we started this training, so they feel like they are really so much blessed. Yeah, that is so awesome. It's cool to see mm -hmm. how, uh, I feel like so many times we, we hear this idea that being a, like a good or a moral person is, is very, very much what God is about, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and that all religions are kind of pointing at the same thing and, and all of that. And we just see so many times over and over again that that is just not the case, that a life that is submitted to Jesus, that is walking in the way that God would would 
choose for us uh, just looks so much different than the rest of the world around us. And and it's neat to see really specific examples of that, like even uh, throwing dirt at uh, at other temples and things like that and, and showing disrespect that way. Uh, it's just so different than the way that Jesus would do it. Mm-hmm. I love, I love hearing that, uh, y- you know, this is, we know, uh, that this is just terrible for believers to act this way, but I love this, uh, account Satya, because, uh, through this still God did this amazing thing, this birth, this whole idea that we should be here building and working this out. And, uh, I have heard that before yet, yet I had forgotten about that Satya. And uh, I love hearing that story about Pastor Paul Song up in Bramshi, who both uh, Matt and uh, Steve have already been up to this uh, village in the lower Himalayas. Uh, I'm hoping to get there someday too. That's awesome. So uh, of course, there's lots of stories that we could share about Touch Nepal. Uh, and if you guys are interested in hearing more about Touch Nepal, uh, there's a few different ways that you can do that. For one, uh, you can go to touchnepal.org and you can get a lot of the... Uh, basics and, and see stories and mm-hmm. kind of get a good understanding of the grasp of what Touch and Paul is up to. Uh, the other thing is you can reach out to Mark or me. Uh, I wear several hats. One of them is that I uh, technically I'm a board member for Touch and Paul. That's true. Uh, and I, I think the, the best thing that I can do is I can be wise counsel for Mark because he is really the one who does so much of the, the work with the guys out in Nepal and everything. Um, so I, you could hit up Mark, take him out to lunch. Uh, you can go and invite him and Marcy over for dinner or something like that and hear more of the heartbeat of, of Touch Nepal. Uh, and then we would also love to get you guys connected uh, via Zoom or whatever uh, with Satya or Bicky or Bikish or Babu or any of the other guys that are connected yeah. out in Nepal. Um, the only thing that's tricky about doing dinner with those guys is that they eat dinner at about like seven o'clock in the morning, our time. So they're, <laughs> they're currently, what is it like 12 hours and 45 minutes? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love, okay. So funny story. So there's always been this, uh, generational tension. I'm, I might butcher this story. So if I get a little bit of the details wrong, yeah, forgive give it me. a go. So there's been this, this tension for hundreds of years. It seems like between Nepal and India, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when the world kind of got onto a standardized clock, India said, okay, this is going to be our time zone. And Nepal was like, we don't even want to be on the same time zone as you. That's and so they right. changed their time by 15 minutes. Fier- fiercely <laughs> independent. I love it. And and you try to get into the story of who actually invented uh, non-bread. And there, there's another great one. You oh know, I just, I, I love it. Yeah. Nepalis are fiercely independent. Just such a wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, small country, you know, only about a third of the size of California, but mighty. And uh, God really, really really loves that country. That's really what I've seen over these last 16 so years. Neat. So the, the group of us uh, are planning on going out uh, November 1st through the 15th. Let's we're going to be, yeah, we're hoping uh, because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Every international plan is always a little bit up in the air. Um, but if all goes according to our plan, we'll say if God's plan is the same as, yeah. as our plan, uh, November 1st, we'll be headed out there. And we're actually going to be going to do graduation ceremonies for the two different uh, programs that that are going on in the remote pastor training right now. Um, I, when we're not recording a podcast, I call our remote area pastor training Raptor program. Um, one, because it sounds really cool. Uh, 
Satya, are you familiar with raptors, the uh, dinosaurs that are very fierce? Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> we didn't mean to surprise you with the raptor. Yeah. Uh, we, we started developing these uh, dinosaurs from DNA. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No. Uh, remote raptor, remote area pastor training outreach. R-A-P-T-O-R. So it makes sense to me. And I think it works. it's going to stick. Thank you. Okay. It's, been get, it's been getting deeper and deeper into my into my roots there. Good. It's my contribution to uh, all things Touch and Paul this year. So uh, so we're, we're going to be going out to see about how many people are going to be graduating, Satya. 45 uh, pastors leaders are going to graduate. And how... Oh, sorry, Satya, I didn't mean to step in you. 45 graduating. How many were in the program, though, over the two years? You know, those so, are the ones that actually uh, made it. So all those, uh, so there are uh, 55, actually, they are the ones who came for this training. Uh, since, like, it's a, it's a long-term training, and... Uh, those who were not able to complete your assignments or requirements. So we decided I'm, I'm thinking of like not to graduate them now. Hmm. So that's why it's 45 only. So 45 this time. And those, uh, those graduates were super excited. It's a big, big deal, not only for them, but these uh, pastors are reaching into all sorts of areas that is almost impossible for us to get to almost impossible. Um, so the training is not just local pastors, but pastors uh, regionally are coming into this training. So these trainings have a big, big effect on the gospel going out into the most remote areas of Nepal. Super excited for these 45 guys. Can't wait to be there yeah. to celebrate this uh, with them. They're going to get their certificate of theology from Touch Nepal through your, your guys' great training. Super, super excited. Awesome. So, uh, Satya, I, I think one of the, the things that I think is really beautiful is, uh, is to see God being a very international God. You know, God speaks Nepali better than you do. He speaks English better than I do and every one of the other languages in the whole world. And so, um, I just think it could be a sweet way to kind of wrap up our podcast by, would you just pray quickly for, uh, all the, the guys that are going to be graduating from the school and, sure. and we can kind of sure. send it off from there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so in Nepali. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Prabhu Dinchu, Tapai touch Nepal Alimko khacho thiyo prabhu, tapai ko bachan kasari thik prakarli chalao ne bani jun talim thiyo. Nitya talim shuru garna ko nimti toss nepala chalao ne baayo. Raprabhu agami dinar ma dhiyo da bhyash lai hami dikshantit gardai chau. Raprabhu aru thau aru ma bani aami shuru garna gai reka chau. Prabhu tapai permission nirantar aasis in osra toss nepala bani tapai le. Assisting host when you're going to be in Pratna Gordasu. There even that here, Prabhu, Yoshiva Kai Kunimti, Ride Cholera Mutti Kolne, Pratna Gornibekiru, Tabale, Niranta Jutai Dinos. Tanevat Prabhu, Savibinti Pratna Sarodos, Prabhu, Yesu Christunama. Amen. James, thank you so much, Satya and Mark. Thanks for being here as well. Uh, again, anybody can get more info, touchnepal.org. Uh, you can find Mark. He's got the, he's the one with the awesome hair, uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, and, uh, you can look for him there. All right. Danny bad.
That means uh, thank you in Nepali. Cool. All right. We will be back next week and we will talk to you guys then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.